Welcome to our Drink a Book podcast, where we drink wine and talk about books. This is Lauren. Lynn. I'm Lee. It's Marie. And this is Joe. Back on Zoom for another full-length episode. No matter how we are, whether in person or on the internet, I'm always happy to see you. How's everybody doing? Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good. Does that sum it I'm up? not sure how to say how I'm doing on Zoom and in our recording. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, right now it is October of 2020, so we've got a lot of shit going down. That's just yeah. what's happening. <laughs> we're gonna- I guess I could say that I'm feeling a little, that we're getting closer to being normal, you know, being back at work and going places, well, not staying home all the time is nice. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so interesting once this comes out, because our full-length episodes are on a delay, not like mm-hmm. our mini episodes, but it's so funny when I listen to the ones that are coming out in real time where we recorded them, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, ten months ago, and it's like, wow, I was living in a totally different world back then. Mm-hmm. We were so young and full of hope, and then <laughs> I know. here we are in 2020. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny. I was listening back to the Color Purple episode, and in it, I was talking about just being on vacation in New Orleans. And I was like, oh, no, that's coming out now. I don't want anyone to think I'm actually traveling right now. <laughs> that was before right. the, mm-hmm. the pandemic. Like, I don't know. That really threw me for a loop when I heard myself talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> and the hard part is that we couldn't even prep anyone in the recording saying, this was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we didn't know there was going to be a freaking national, not national, global. I keep saying that. A national, it's not a national pandemic. It's a global. This is worldwide. (laughs) So hopefully by the time this comes out, I don't want to jinx anything. I can't even say it. I know. (laughs) We'll Uh, see. (laughs) Like, Like Lynn said, it will be interesting to see what is happening in the world by the time this comes out. So this month, our book genre was friendship-themed, and that was my pick. And the book that we read was Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna, which was Marie's pick. So just to give everybody a refresher, I'm going to read a little part of uh, the back of the book to remind everyone what this was advertised as. So... It says, in the turbulent summer of 1974, Kate Malarkey has accepted her place at the bottom of the 8th grade social food chain. Then, to her amazement, the coolest girl in the world moves in across the street and wants to be her friend. Telly Hart seems to have it all. Beauty, brains, ambition. On the surface, they're as opposite as two people can be. Kate, doomed to be forever uncool with a loving family who mortifies her at every turn. Telly, steeped in glamour and mystery, but with a secret that is destroying her. They make a pact to be best friends forever. By summer's end, they've become Tully and Kate, inseparable. For 30 years, Tully and Kate buoy each other through life, weathering the storms of friendship, jealousy, anger, hurt, resentment. They think they've survived it all until a single act of betrayal tears them apart and puts their courage and friendship to the ultimate test. 
So from this point, spoiler alert, if you haven't read this book and don't want to hear what's going on, stop now. All right, so looking at the ratings for Firefly Lane, we have a 4.08 stars with 198,497 ratings and 15,625 reviews. So very great ratings, Mm -hmm. and especially with the large amount of reviews and ratings there were. I have a five-star review from Virginia. She says, Nothing I read about Firefly Lane could have prepared me for the moving story of Tully and Kate. Sure, I've read other books that were emotionally charged and brought me to tears. Several of them were also written by Kristen Hanna. She's a genius at writing human stories that make it impossible not to feel the emotions right along with her characters. This one, though, this is an immeasurably touching depiction of family love and strife, career choices, and undying friendship. I haven't read a more profound fictional portrayal of those real-life issues before. I'll be thinking about this book and these characters for some time. It will be that difficult to leave them behind. Nice. That's a good review. Okay, I have my one-star review from Jennifer, and she said... So this novel had its moments. Overall, I felt the storyline was a little far-fetched. Seems one of the main characters in the novel practically got everything she ever wanted in life, and I just could not believe in that because it would never happen in real life. And because of this, I could not really connect with any of the characters. I will tell you one thing. Reading this novel made me not want to have kids. If having a family is that monotonous, then I don't want any part of it. Oh, and if the ending was supposed to make me cry, then the author failed miserably. I read another novel from this author, and I was not that impressed the first time. Needless to say, I won't be reading any more books from this author. Hmm. Ooh, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have read another book by this author Mm -hmm. and gave it a four-star rating, so I don't... Which one? Uh, The Nightingale. I have it on my to-read. I don't know. I think I had it on there from a while ago, actually, for some reason. I don't know if it was, like, Mm -hmm. a genre pick from someone. Well, Joe, probably. It's World War II. As usual. Joe and Lee have read it, as usual. um, Yeah, I was going to say, big surprise, (laughs) I have also read The Nightingale. And you liked Um, it, too? And I also rated it a four. It was very good. It sounds really good. Yeah, too. Well, I was looking up the author, Kristen Hanna, and her other books that she's written, and just to see if there was any like buzz about this book. It's a little older. It was written Mm -hmm. in 20. It's like 2009. Yeah, something something like that. What was it? I think 2008. 2008. But as of two days ago, October 14th, 2020. There have been articles posted that this book is being made into a Netflix series. What? I'm so excited. That's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I want to watch. It's supposed to be releasing in 2021. And wow. Tully is going to be played by, uh, what was her name? Katherine Heigl. Oh. Yeah. And she's just going to. What has she been doing? Like, I have not heard yeah. that name in, like, years. Yeah. Right. Since, like, 27 Dresses. Or yeah. yeah. That was, like, forever that? ago. Like, what was that other movie? Knocked oh. Up. She was in that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's old, was too. also a long time ago. And then Kate is going to be played by Sarah Chalk. It's, I don't know how you say her last name, but it is the blonde girl from Scrubs. The nurse. Or was she a doctor? She's a resident. Oh. Sorry. She's a doctor. She's a doctor. Um, yeah. But she's Kate. 
She's yeah, great. Yeah, the so far who would they have cast seem really amazing. For they have Cloud, they have Travis, they have Ryan already cast it from what I could see on Google. Oh. So, I don't know. I think it would be Fun. really good as a show. Mm-hmm. I could Definitely. see that for sure. So, by the way, I forgot to ask you when we started recording, what's everybody drinking? I was so caught up with all the <laughs> chaos of 2020. <laughs> what, what wine is in your hand right now? Well, I'm drinking an old favorite of ours from Ferrante. It's called Jester's Blush. I don't know if I haven't had this before. It's been a long time, but it's like super sweet. But it's okay because I had a hard week and so I'm going to drink it. But <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and it was on sale at Myers discontinued. So I don't know what that's about, but I like snatched up those bottles real quick. So, okay. I'm going to be like so <laughs> upset if it's like for real discontinued mm-hmm. from Ferrante. I don't know. Right. I'm very concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also drinking a Ferrante. I'm drinking the white Catawba, which is also very sweet, but um, delicious like juice. Mm. So, <laughs> so good. I'm enjoying it. So this one I had twice and I like it a lot. It's a Harvest Select Sweet Riesling. This is what the label looks like. Oh, I've had I that. Like I've talked about that brand. Have you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it a lot. So. I don't know if I've had the Harvest Select, though. I've had, like, the Riesling and then the Dry Riesling I like. Okay. I, don't I think, think you would one. like this one. I'll have to get that next time. I recommend it. Five out of five. Yes. <laughs> nice. I'm drinking one of my favorites, New Age, which I've <laughs> had many times. I was going to guess on that. This podcast. <laughs> um Speaking of tasting like juice, I was just telling my husband that it tastes like juice only better. (laughs) So I just love it. I could like literally drink a whole bottle of it at one time. I see that when I go to like Giant Eagle sometimes and I always think Mm -hmm. of you when I see it. Is that the one with the woman? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it has a really cool bottle too, but it's just really good. I highly recommend it. I'm drinking one of my go-tos from my local... uh, liquor store it's badger mountain brand and it's oh riesling i've never seen it at anywhere except my liquor store <laughs> but it's a sustainable wine brand there this wine is organic and vegan and they are committed to sustainable farming and whatever so but it's also very delicious <laughs> i'm looking it up because i've never heard of it yeah oh I'll have to pay attention and see if I end up finding it anywhere. It's from Washington. That's it's, cool that it's vegan. Yeah. And, oh, and gluten-free. Responsible farming. Well, good. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Wait, a clink. Cheers. Clink. Oh. Clink. Clink. Ooh. Oh, somebody clink. Wait, who clink? Oh, it's like, <laughs> who's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading and watching too much horror lately. I was like, what the hell just happened? Okay, so we have our wines. We have the book. Yes. What did everybody think? Our very stained and dog-eared used, used copy (laughs) from Thrift Books. Thank you very much. It's always a good thing of an older book is that you know you'll most likely be able to find a used copy. Okay, I guess I'll go first, because I feel like I gave this the highest rating out of everybody. 
So I gave it a five, although now that I'm a week removed almost from reading it, I might have given it a four or four and a half upon further reflection. I don't know what it was about this book, if it was like the characters or the time period, but I really liked it. I think I was like relating it to my mom being like around this age when she grew up with her sisters like on a quiet street and for some reason that just like stuck with me and made it like so relatable and kind of like personal to me. Aww, um, I like that. Yeah, like I know, it, like it, ha- like I have issues with it. I don't think it was like the greatest book ever, but for some reason, like it just like really like struck a chord with me. I think that's why I rate like nice. was so affected by it. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I gave it a three, although it really was probably more like a three and a half. I was kind of torn between rating it a three and a four. And I'm gonna use my age-old excuse for. <laughs> for having a lower rating is that this took me almost a month to read it was I didn't have a problem with it at all I enjoyed it every time I was reading it I liked it but when I set it down for the day I didn't feel that urge to come back and pick it up again I had to like make myself read it because of our deadline of meeting and so but when I read it I liked it it just for whatever reason wasn't calling my name to come back to it, which is why I rated it just a little bit lower instead of a four or a three. I agree. I, that's what I rated it. And I, it it was hard. At first, I really liked it for the first, like, I don't know, 50 pages. I was like, I love this. This is going to be such a good read. And then I just felt like, like, where was it going? I There was no, like, plot for me until the very end. And I just felt like there was so much of the story that I just – while I was reading it, I kept being like, where is this going? Like, what is the point of this? You know? Right. But then at the end, I understood what the point was. It just, like, I felt like maybe it didn't need to be quite so long, I guess. And mm-hmm. some of it I got annoyed with, which we can get into in a little bit. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out. I'm tossing between a four and a five. And just what you guys are discussing you know about the whole length of the book that's my biggest flaw of the book is that Mm -hmm. for me I just hate long books overall my attention span is not there and (laughs) I just like finishing um and I know there's a lot of people who would disagree with that but for me I just do like even if it's multiple books and it's a series if they're shorter I do enjoy them And I felt that, I mean, I thought it was cool that we kind of followed their journey. It was like a very long time of a, my words are not coming out properly, but the, their time frame of their friendship, you know, it it was a long time that we followed them. And I think it was cool that there were certain points in the book where they did talk about their childhood and we actually experienced that in the book, you know, sometimes when characters mention things from their past you know we might not necessarily have read it in the present tense so I I thought that aspect was cool but I enjoyed the book I really loved the characters and you know just reading it overall it was enjoyable for me and I think by the end of our conversation I might decide on what my exact rating is Mm. (laughs) but yeah 
I just want to say, Marie, you always, you say like, I don't like long books or I don't like chiclet, but then you pick them. Well, I didn't realize how long this book was until after we picked it. Actually, I didn't realize how long it it was. Yeah. No, literally, I didn't realize how long it was until it came to my house. I opened up the envelope and I was like, oh my gosh. And you have 19 minutes that wasn't, like, a short little jaunt yeah. either. Yeah, I need to start <laughs> looking at the page numbers to see I, like, always look at it. Because I've I been don't. wanting to pick multiple ones, and it's, like, 800 pages. I'm like, mm, maybe not. Remember, <laughs> I, said, I told you guys right after, I was like, we should have just went with Lee's pick because hers, I have it on my shelf, and it's, like, a, the first chapter of this book. <laughs> So, but going back to, like, what we thought, I also rated it a three. I have a lot of thoughts about this book. Like, I liked it in some ways, but I also kind of did have a lot of issues with it. Same. Um, But I will say in terms of, like, the strong female friendship, it did not disappoint. Like, it definitely fulfilled that criteria, and I really liked that about it. But I did have quite a few other things that I just kind of found to be problems with the book. But I I liked it and I never thought like, oh, I hate this, like I want to stop reading it or anything. It was just like things throughout the book that would kind of annoy me, I guess. I can see that. It's so funny, like... I'm a person who unfortunately will take so many things personally and like feel bad about it. So like when I rated it and then I saw you guys rate it, I was like, do I have terrible taste? <laughs> like, no, am I stupid? <laughs> like, but I was like, no, it's fine. Like, of course we can have different ratings. Like that happens all yeah. the time. And especially like, I feel like if we read something and we're having like a shitty week, then it's like, oh, like fuck this book because yes. I'm yeah. reading it right now and I'm in a bad mood. But Right. I'm interested to hear, because, I mean, I do also have my issues with it, but it's just funny. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say, your criticisms, because I don't have too many criticisms, so I'm curious of what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, I have to pee really bad. I drank so much wine already. Since Lynn and Lee <laughs> don't want to talk, maybe Joe should start. <laughs> well... Let's let Lauren go to the bathroom first. Okay. I'll just keep that in yeah. and be like, you <laughs> should keep that in. That was great. Be right back. Be right back. I'll be so fast. <laughs> I guess I'll start towards the beginning. I liked their um, early story of the of Tully and Kate becoming friends and like them when they were younger and even in college I just thought their stories were both of them were were kind of relatable and interesting sort of things happening to them that um seem really realistic especially when they were kids um I mean that sort of thing losing friends and not fitting in and not knowing where you stand but then making a friend that's going to be your best friend and for them I mean, for life, that's impressive to to keep friends as long as they did, even though they had fights. Mm -hmm. But um, I just, I don't know, I really enjoyed the stories when they were kids and kind of finding their own way. I guess when they were in college, maybe I should have misspoken and said, through when they were in high school, I definitely liked it. When they were in college, there were some questionable things that started happening for me, I think, a little bit just... 
I liked that they kind of had their own things going on and weren't just depending on themselves, but I also felt like some of their motives were maybe a little questionable for reasons they were doing things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I didn't like that Kate didn't really seem to be interested in school yeah. and almost like just trying to date and mm-hmm. do the sorority life because she didn't really seem like she would no, be like that. that. Type of person, yeah. mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure about that. And I, I guess Tully was being very ambitious, but... You know, her going after her professor was really kind of not the best move either. And I'm surprised nothing ever came of that. Like, no one ever found out about that or used that against her when she was famous. I don't know. But I kind of expected that to pop up. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even thought of that. I didn't either. I was, like, expecting that later in the book for her to get called out. But, like, I don't know. But, Hmm. um... I liked when I liked the beginning parts where they were younger a lot. I thought mm-hmm. more time was going to be spent on that, especially because like if you read the back of the book, it doesn't talk about them like right. Like I know it talks about their friendship spanning a long time, but I guess right. I just thought there's gonna be more like middle school, high school, like college things. That mm-hmm. surprised me too. But then I was also thinking as I was reading through that section, I was like, this is also kind of weird that this is an adult novel that is Mm. written about a friendship Mm -hmm. of kids. So I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't think I've ever read a book where it was about a high school or middle school child's friendship. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I really did enjoy it. I liked it a lot. Like you said, Joe, I thought it was very relatable. And Mm -hmm. I thought that a lot of the problems that they were having or little issues were definitely very realistic and I am definitely on the same page with you as they get older I definitely enjoyed their younger stories as opposed to later on I actually was like questioning during the book if it was a YA novel or not because I felt like the writing some of the writing was like very one-dimensional in my opinion I agree with you that I I, li- I really liked the story of their friendship and especially their early days. But as it went on, I just started feeling like as they were growing up, like me being a female adult, it was almost like, what word am I looking for? Demeaning maybe to me as a female woman of like, I felt like the author was portraying women as you can either have it all like follow your career and basically be a bitch and like not care about mm-hmm. commitment or even your friends or you can be a mother and all you do is pick up after your kids and have a terrible life like that just mm-hmm. like she didn't portray mm-hmm. how you can be like a fulfilled person with whichever route you chose like she had them both kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum and basically Mm -hmm. neither one of them were fulfilled and I just didn't appreciate how she depicted this like false choice in my opinion and like but in some ways I get it like it is true that if you a lot of women who choose to be at home mothers like it's hard and it's a struggle and their happiness is usually compromised because of it so like that is Mm -hmm. you know truthful in some ways or realistic but I just didn't like how she portrayed both of the main characters as these people who were just unfulfilled I guess Mm -hmm. this was my biggest problem with the book like I hated 
the tropes that she was it just felt like very much like stereotyped Mm -hmm. it was like tully was the very extreme and i hated that it was perpetuating this trope that like if you choose your career over a family that means you're the most selfish fucking bitch that ever existed (laughs) like you don't care about (laughs) anyone and you're like the most like she was literally so selfish it was like unrealistic to me how selfish she was Mm -hmm. and like just I was really annoyed with her as an adult throughout the book. I was, too. I felt like she repeatedly was just, like, disrespectful and rude and, like, inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. And she was just portrayed as, like, such a selfish character. And I just hated that that it was, like, playing into that stereotype that, like, if you choose your career over your family, that means you're really selfish. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't like that. And then on the other side, Kate was, like, the other complete opposite, again, extreme Mm -hmm. of, like, if you choose your family over a career, then you can't, it was, like, one or the other, like you said, the false choice. Like, you have to choose one or the other, and whatever you choose, that's all you can have. Mm -hmm. Like, she never got to do what she wanted, really. And, Joe, what you were saying about, I agree, it did feel almost like, unrealistic based on her character previously that all of a sudden like all she was interested in was love and having a family and stuff but I really think that was just a plot device because the author wanted to set it up as these two extremes of like well Kate isn't going to have a a career because all she's she chose to have a family and I feel like that was just a setup for that Mm -hmm. almost and I really didn't like it I don't know if I'm being too hard on it because, like you said, Lynn, the the motherhood part is realistic in a way, you know, like maybe you do want a career, but it's just not possible. So I don't know. The one other thing that I didn't like was how Tully, I felt like it was the author was like sending the message that anyone who has grown up with trauma or undergone trauma, like doesn't have the ability to love or like be in a committed or healthy relationship and this Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe i'm being too hard on it maybe she wasn't she probably didn't mean to be playing into these stereotypes but for me it just all of it screamed like putting women into these categories where yeah you can be a mom and that's it or you can have your career and you're really selfish and if you had an abusive you know child environment like home environment then you are like fucked up for life like I don't know I just and and I don't know like I am not necessarily the right person to speak to all of those experiences so maybe I just don't know as like an outsider who doesn't necessarily relate to all of those things but to me it just felt like putting women into these boxes that very one-dimensional I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it could have been definitely more nuanced and, like, handled in a little bit different way. I agree with everything you've both said. And I also feel like maybe it was it was a tad realistic because this was, like, the 80s and the 90s where I feel like women didn't have, like, they weren't as free to do whatever they wanted or they weren't, like, 
made to feel like they could have everything at this point. True. Yeah. Like at that point mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, that's true. My other criticism is actually with Johnny, um, but it's not really necessarily with him, although he does have his issues. But it's more with Tully and Kate, their relationship with Johnny. I didn't like that the whole time, like, basically Kate's jealous yes. of Tully still and thinks Mm-mm. that Johnny yeah. loves her. But, like, that that's not clearly not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, sure, you know, but... Like, whatever, 20, 30 years down the road and she's still, like, accusing him of things that it's just... I just thought that was ridiculous. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, how did she fall for him so fast? Like, you really didn't spend that much time with them and she's just decided to, like, fawn over him for years at the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like, all she hey, cared girl, about. That's what why she took the job. Like, come on. That was my second biggest problem. <laughs> like... I didn't like the whole love triangle situation. Like, I really wish that either he hadn't slept with Tully, because honestly, that did not feel like a necessary part of the story to me, or that just, like, Kate and him didn't end up together and she married someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't, I didn't like that, and it wasn't really, like, enhancing the story for me at all, and then we never really got like a clear answer because at the beginning the author was really heavily like implying that Johnny was in love with Tully and then at the end it's all of a sudden he's like no I was never in love with her it was just a one night stand and it's like okay well we've got some like conflicting messages Mm -hmm. from the author about this and we never really got the full story right (laughs) I don't know Something else I had a question about, though, this is like, sorry, I'm kind of changing topics a little bit, but just something else I felt like we didn't get an answer about was I wanted more information on on the background of Tully's mom, because she makes a comment to Tully when they're at the hospital or whatever, whatever, when she's like, didn't your grandma tell you, like, essentially... Didn't she tell you why I'm like this, I guess? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Does anybody else remember that? It was like chapter 20. It was in the 20s. It was close to the end. It was late in the book. But but then we never found out what the story was with that. Maybe the answer's in the sequel. Wasn't that when she first (laughs) went to the hospital? Yeah. I don't remember. I might have made when, she when, when Tully bed. got called yeah. for Cloud. Yes. I know, but I think it was at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was talking mm-hmm. to her at the hospital, yeah. Are we supposed, I wonder, like, are we supposed to believe that her mom was abused or something? That, like, that's what I was wondering. Maybe. But, like, I mean, I'm just we, assuming that, you know, her life probably wasn't easy, her childhood. You know, obviously she got to where she was, where she is now somewhere, you know, whether she, it was an environmental thing, you know, where she grew up. Maybe her dad was abusive or I don't know. The grandma seems so yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I know. It, it was almost an implication of like that her grandma was somehow at fault for something that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. That Kate's grandma, Clouds, or not Kate, Tully. 
maybe it was like what happened to Tully. Maybe she was sexually assaulted yeah. or something and had Tully, you know, from a terrible experience. Yeah. Like maybe. she's raped or something. I, I don't know. I That's kind of where my mind went, but there was no reason <laughs> really for me to think that. It was sad, like at the beginning mm-hmm. part, especially like of Tully growing up and like, you know just wanting to be loved by her mom and mm-hmm. yeah that was sad that was really sad and once again a book with a rape scene with no yes. content warning mm-hmm. 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 yeah i was like real shocked and that i thought that was a little graphic i mean i was not prepared to read about that and mm-hmm. i was like holy cow yeah it made me think when i was looking at the reviews i was trying to find the one-star review to read and i saw somebody commented about it and then, like, you know how people on Goodreads, like, comment on the comments or whatever? Some woman made a comment about it, and she was like, it wasn't that graphic, but it's a good lesson for girls. I was oh like, my God. What? is this 1950? Because it's not. Oh, no. Like, what? No. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> what? not a, no. what kind of lesson is that? Except for just, don't again, do anything, don't trust apparently. men. Don't yeah. talk to any yeah. guy. And, like, yeah. that was your fault because you put right? yourself in that situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, Definitely like, not. Is ridiculous, yeah. I wish I had like screenshotted it because I would call her call her ass out mm-hmm. right now, but I don't remember who it was. I will say at the beginning when they were younger, I really liked Tully, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like feminist, and like she's telling this guy to call her Ms. And I like loved it, mm-hmm. and and she was all like ambitious, but then it just spun out of control a little bit, like. As she grew into an adult. And then, like yes. like I said, the yeah. whole unfulfilled thing. Like, she was portrayed as somebody who had a great, successful job, but then all she wanted was, like, a family, and she wasn't happy. And it's like, mm-hmm. why can't we just allow women to be happy sometimes right. with the choices they like, make? Like, no matter what, someone's always unhappy. You know, you can't just be happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. I, I thought... Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I thought her storyline was going to be very different. You know, she had a really tough childhood. She had all these challenges with her mom as a kid. And I thought, you know, I was like, yes, she's going to be independent. She's going to find her place in the world. She's going to be, she's going to lead this whole wonderful life where she's, she's going to be beyond all the stereotypes, you know, and then that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was a little disappointed there with how she grew up right i agree and i feel like then at the same time i was disappointed in kate's character of how she just allowed her best friend to treat her this way and in my opinion this was a very toxic relationship by the time they became grown adults and like in their 30s 30s 40s i don't even know Mm -hmm. how old they were supposed to be by the Mm -hmm. end but like in their 40s i don't know I think 40s, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, late 40s or early 50s, maybe. And, like, there were several instances towards the end of the book where it would be going through Kate's thought process about how, well, she's always the one who has to apologize, and she's always the one who has to fix it and surrender. And, like, for me, again, as a female adult, like, when I was younger, you know, in college and even, like, throughout my 20s, yeah, I held on to some relationships that were unhealthy and toxic, like friendships that I should not have been in. And 
like I have since distanced myself from a lot of those friendships and like learned how to prioritize, you know, people who are important to me or set up boundaries with people. And I was just a little disappointed that by the time this woman is, you know, in her late 40s, maybe 50, like, come on, like, you need to be advocating for yourself. And like, I don't know, I just felt like I didn't like that either. It almost seemed unrealistic that neither of them actually had any other friends. Because we don't really hear about anyone except for like a coworker like Edna. But do you count her as a friend for Tully? Maybe not. No, but it's like her mentor. Yeah. Like it right. And, and so they, I think they only felt like they had each other, which is what kind of caused mm-hmm. that toxic relationship to last. Like you said, Lynn, you know, you kind of distance yourself, but you have other friends to take the place. Like mm-hmm. you still try to meet other people mm-hmm. and they never tried to meet anyone else to be friends with, which is kind of an odd situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, it just felt strange. Maybe they did have other friends that just weren't ever mentioned in the mm-hmm. book, but it didn't right. seem like that. Yeah. No, that was a note I made, too, that, like, it seemed weird that they didn't have any other friends. I guess something else that I kind of wanted more of was when Johnny was injured, I felt like his recovery was just very, like, quickly glossed over. And then, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden... Like, everything was back to normal. I don't know. I just wanted more about, like, what was the recovery like? Like, what what did that look like? I don't know. That's a good point. That was such a major plot point when it happened. But then as soon as he woke up, you're right. It was just, like, skipped ahead a couple years. Yeah. We had another first-time sexual encounter where... (laughs) I was like, you did not just have an orgasm. Like, no. You did not. That is 100%. Yeah, I I didn't remember that off the top of my head, but you are so right. That's funny. But I am being really hard on it. Like, I didn't hate it at all. It was just, I just had these, you know, qualms with it. Mm -hmm. But I did like it like I liked (laughs) I know it doesn't sound like that but I liked the seeing how their relationship evolved and Mm -hmm. I like towards the end you know I was like kind of annoyed because I had all these like problems with the book and you know how I get I get very like (laughs) whatever (laughs) picky about my whatever critical of the books and then at the end, when she is sick with cancer, mm-hmm. I'm just bawling, 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 bawling mm-hmm. for the last... Okay. Oh, Thank yes. You I was crying. Yeah, me too. I was sitting there last Saturday, <laughs> yes. like a couple of wa- glasses of wine in, and like, I don't know if I was overdue for a cry or what the hell was happening, but like, I was sobbing my eyes out. Me too. And my partner was like, same. Are you okay? What's wrong? I'm like... This book is so sad. <laughs> That's what I... And I was like... <laughs> yes. I was like mad, and I was like, I'm... Don't even want to be reading this book. It's making me cry. (laughs) This stupid book, and now it's making me cry. I was so mad. Like, we obviously related to the characters enough and cared about them enough to cry. Like, that's what I felt at the end. Well, this made a bigger impact on me than I thought, because here I am crying for the last several chapters. Right. So. That's what I was going to say. I was, like, surprised at how 
how much it affected me. Same. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess I am more, like, invested in these characters than I yes. thought. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. end, like, I was very um, emotional at the end. <laughs> There's a very short, or not short, oh, I could say, short list of books that I've cried like that yes. in. I don't usually cry like that in books, and this one got me a lot. <laughs> I don't know the last time I cried like that in a book. Wonder? Wonder. Years ago. <laughs> I didn't cry that bad at Wonder. No, oh I didn't gosh. cry like this at Wonder. Uh, I definitely, like, saw. Did we cry during the movie? I cried a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Movies are different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I cry a lot more in movies than I do in books. Mm-hmm. I'm probably like, going to reread the yeah. ending and, like, actually read it because I was on, like, 1.7 <laughs> speed. So yeah, it wasn't it was very... quite as impactful. <laughs> Maria's like, what are you guys talking about? What happened at the end? <laughs> No, but, like, I didn't cry at the end, but it's probably because it's, like, you, <laughs> I saw you holding your book open over there trying to figure out what we're talking about. No, I, I've been trying to find the moment that you were talking about. It was bothering me where they were at the hospital and when she said, I guess your precious mother, grandmother never told you. Oh. So I found, found it. it. It's on page 424. Good job. Okay. Okay, while we're looking it up, Marie, tell the listeners why you were listening at 1.7 speed. (laughs) Oh, we didn't talk about that. I thought she said it was seven times speed. No, it was was (laughs) 1.7. But I could try. I've never tried to see how fast I can actually. Sometimes I'll I'll try to speed it up and I'll think, how fast can I put my audiobook where I can still understand what's happening? So we were having a conversation before we started recording about how Marie was listening on 1.7 speed, like, right before this. (laughs) She was really down to the wire trying to get the book done. (laughs) And we were like, are you sure you knew what happened at the end? (laughs) Did you really finish it? I'm probably going to read it again. But the highest narration speed you can go is 3.5. You can't go to 7. And this is what it sounds like. Oh my god! (laughs) You guys got it? Wait, you can possibly understand what they're saying. It's like an alien language. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, in all honesty, who would listen to an audiobook at 3.5 speed and that is what it sounds like? What human can understand that? You can't. What would you even be getting out of it? No, I don't. It doesn't even sound like words. Oh, gosh. So when Joe, just kidding, but kind of serious, when you ultimately read the sequel, tell us what happens. (laughs) Tell us if you find out what happened with Cloud and Tully. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was – trying to decide if I should read the sequel and like how invested am I in the story to keep going and I looked and it's also in the 400s of pages oh, so oh. that that's discouraging me a little yeah. bit or maybe um, when the, the series comes out maybe we'll find out oh yeah oh, we'll watch it on the show here we go good point I'm definitely and then we can read the, the reviews show. to see how close they are I kind of want to just the same. 
I kind of want to just look up spoilers for the sequel. Yeah. And yeah. see what it says. I don't want to read it. I just want to know. What happened, you can just happened. read a summary of it or something. That. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to read the sequel. Not that I don't want to. Just there's other books I think I'd rather read instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But perhaps if I ever do, I'll let you all know. I guess but, I'm also concerned about the sequel that, like, it might also just be sad. Yeah. Because, like, I read yeah, the description and it's Tully and Mara, like, dealing no. with Kate's death. And it's, no, thank I don't want to read that. Can we that. talk about preteen Mara for a quick sec? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the fuck? Like, how about she like, was, another extreme? Yeah. She yeah. was, like, a preteen when I was a preteen. Like, sh- when was she born? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, because she would have been, like, around mm-hmm. the same. Was she born in 89 or 90? It was... uh, I think it was the same... I think it was 90. I feel like it was the year I was born. But, like, I was not a raging brat when I was a preteen. No. Like, seriously? Yeah. I hated that. And I hate that she made her mom feel so bad. I know. Like, it's the worst thing ever, thinking about your parents and thinking back when you were a kid and if you said something hurtful and how much that must have hurt them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, for real. Yes. Yeah. I apologized to my mom, like, last year because, (laughs) sorry, I'm going really off topic here, but I was, like, an angsty teen and preteen. Really? And she used to, like, like, when she would, like, cut this, when she would, like, we can cut this out, but now we know it was undiagnosed anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, it was. true. Sorry. (laughs) You can leave that in. You don't have to cut that. I'll just throw it out to the world. <laughs> yes, that's correct. I have an anxiety disorder. Um, but I was nothing like no. Mara, I don't think. No. No, you she weren't was, like her. She was out of Extreme. control. She was like 14 and wanted to go with like 17-year-olds. Like, that's not a long time, but like for a preteen, that's a long-ass time. Well, like, and then. You need to chill. Like, half the problem was that Tully was encouraging it. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. 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 And then she's the reason they had this huge wedge. Because she just wanted to yeah. give Mara whatever she wanted. Like, no. She yeah. can't go to freaking wherever, New York, for a modeling thing when she's 14. And you're not going to get a limo yeah. for her and her friends. Like, come on. And that didn't yeah. seem realistic at all, I didn't no. think. I felt like that was part of it, though. That was just supposed to be another thing demonstrating how selfish and inconsiderate Tully was yeah. and how like out of touch she was mm-hmm. with like the real world outside of herself you yeah. know because she was Mara's role model right yeah mm-hmm. I it made me wonder are celebrities like really that out of touch maybe they are I don't know. <laughs> not our dear friend Reese she's probably not correct yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> no never <laughs> let's just, just say Elena. too that I mean, you would be stupid to not agree with me that Kate's mom was amazing and the best character in the whole book. I loved mm, her. Yes. yes. She was yes. great. She was good. And just, like, telling people how it is. Like, Tully, you are not her mother. Like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. She was yeah. so great. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a feminist shirt at the beginning, a woman's place mm-hmm. is in the House and the Senate. I was all in. I know. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was all in on I her like on that. page, like, 35. Yeah. She was amazing. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. And yeah, she, she was, like... She played a bigger role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was she, like, essentially, like, 
telling Kate, she kind of regretted, yeah. like, choosing yes. family over mm-hmm. career, yeah. basically. Yes. But Kate, like, didn't right. get it. Well, neither Kate or Tully, like, ever took her no. advice. But she no. gave fantastic advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they just, I mean, I know they did their own thing, but most of the time she was dead on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just going back to when Marie found the page number, what Cloud, oh, when yeah. Tully says, what happened to you? And she's like, I'm not asking what put you in the hospital. I was asking what happened to you. And Cloud was like, oh, that, I guess your precious grandmother never told you, huh? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter now. That's the thing I was wondering, like, what does that mean? Kristen Hannah was like, I'm going to get those yeah. sweet, sweet sequel dollars. Like, yeah. give me a little yeah. hint here. Seriously. Yeah, right. And make you want to read it. Is, <laughs> I bet it is in the sequel. Yeah. I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> Joke's on you, Kristen. We're just going to Google it. <laughs> so I was just looking through the back of the book, because I remember there were, like, reading group questions oh. in here. Is there? Hmm. And there's just this, I just happened to look at this number talking about Kate trying to live up to, like, the super mom ideal. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so annoyed every time she'd be like, I have to make, I have yes. to make these costumes. And, like, I have yes. to do this. I'm like, Kate, no, you don't. You don't have to. And I feel like that's just another thing. Like, they felt so pressured to do everything. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, like, she didn't have enough help for everything that, like, she wanted to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. And I guess, yeah, maybe I was being too harsh because you're kind of right that that it was realistic for the time. Like, our mom was a stay-at-home mom and she was, like, the room mom and mm-hmm. she always did, like, the school parties and stuff. PTA and the I mean, Girl Scout leader. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if she felt that way, but it was realistic to her life. Hmm. That's a good point. I mean... But I loved it. Like, yeah. I loved... It. I yeah. would never want that life for myself, but as a child, like, it was yeah. great. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay, so this is just off topic, but did anybody else see typos in their book? I saw, no. like, yeah, five typos. Yeah, I saw typos. a couple typos. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice either. Where? Okay. What's like I wrote some down. At the beginning, I saw one or two, and I didn't write them down. I thought maybe it was fluke, and then I kept seeing them, so I started writing it down. Okay, 125. It says, that what your letters said. (gasps) Yeah, I remember that. Kristen Hannah. (gasps) I noticed that one, too, and whoever her editor was. Who, the editor, yeah. 135. (laughs) Ooh. Unlike anything she'd ever experienced before. <laughs> this is like so nitpicky. Cut all this. <laughs> Cut this. I didn't even notice. I didn't notice either. Okay. I mean, no, I'm, There's I'm here more. for it. 174. <laughs> what? Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> it was no period after until she was sitting up. No period. Does she even use the Oxford comma? Right. Probably not. <laughs> Do you want another one? <laughs> 291. Yes. Sure. This is quality yeah. content. I definitely don't want to get this. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry, Kristen Hannah, <laughs> that I'm being so mean. Okay. Uh, 291. I All I wrote down in my notes was time to say, but I don't remember where that was. 
and what that meant. <laughs> oh, d- tell in the first paragraph up there from the paragraph from the page before, Tully decided she had time to say instead of time to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lynn is like so proud of herself right now. <laughs> Lynn just mic dropped. If no one could see it. I mean, I My know I just skipped out. Yeah. This is what I do. I only noticed the when first I have one. one tiny criticism with a book, then it just everything adds fuel to the fire. And then by the time I finish, I'm like, this fucking book. And I have like all these things. <laughs> and you know, maybe in the editor's defense, maybe this used version I have was like the first ever edition. And maybe they. Mm. But you have, well, we all bought used copies, so maybe they fixed it with republishing or something. If not, they are after they hear your criticisms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can Venmo me. Mine looks like is a first edition. <laughs> I just am looking at it. So, <laughs> so yours probably is too. This I need to be better about this, though, because then eight, ten months from now when we publish this episode and we want to get publicity and we want to tag Kristen Hannah on Instagram and stuff I'm gonna be like why did I say all those girls things (laughs) (laughs) you'll be like I love Kristen Hannah and I really honestly like I'm being so harsh this book it really was like I didn't not like it like I enjoyed the story and there were a lot of positives I'm just being me and being yeah, naggy and no, 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 don't say naggy. No, I was not being naggy. I'm being critical of things that maybe are not that big of a deal. I get it. I feel like I feel like since I've been reading so many more books in the last so many years, like I am much more critical about what I'm reading and being like, oh, like this story wasn't developed well or like these characters are so superficial and stuff. Even though like I agree with everything we've said about this book, like... Mm -hmm. I still really liked it. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you can have criticisms of a book and still really enjoy it. Like, both of those things can be Mm -hmm. true at the same time. So, Marie, do you have a rating? Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to go with four. Well, she has to go back and actually finish (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and, like, feel the agony of the last, like, 50 pages. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Like, I thought I was just having, like, a moment where everything has been terrible and, like, I haven't had a cry in a while. But, like, I'm glad you guys also were affected Mm -hmm. because I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Like, my eyelids were, like, legit swollen. Like, I was crying. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) And I'm guessing you saw, wasn't there something at the end where there was, like, a note about the author's mom Mm -hmm. had cancer? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing she was, like, writing from her own experience. And I obviously, she did a really good job portraying what that would be like and how emotional it was. Um, but that's just really sad, too. I really liked that she put that note yes. at the end about, you mm-hmm. know, checking and being proactive yeah. Yeah. and stuff. I thought that was really cool. I didn't mm-hmm. know the thing about... No. Like, I thought you were just looking Me for too. lumps. I Same. didn't know you needed to look for, like, the weird right. discolorations. I mean, that's since so this scary. was written, like, 10 years ago, I hope all of our doctors would, like... This is mm-hmm. more, like, common knowledge now, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 
I don't know why I like this so much. I just like I agree with everything you guys said. Like I like it definitely had its issues and I normally don't like love cheesy stuff, but for some reason it's just like got to me, you know. I mean, um, I've been there. That's how I was about the the library one. What was that one called? Oh, the giver of shadow. Oh yeah. I just yeah, it just like spoke to one. me and that's all. Just something it's just about a feeling, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, this book was good. I liked it, though. <laughs> so I understand how it could hit the right note for you. I liked all the music references, too. I thought that was really fun yeah. because I really love Mamma Mia. So then when they were talking about, like, Dancing Queen by ABBA, I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, does anyone need a wine refill? Yes, I do. I would say yes, yeah, but I already empty. had one. So, <laughs> Yeah. How are Me we too. enjoying our wines? It's a little sweet, but... It's doing the job, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm still loving mine. Yeah. I'm giving mine a five out of five. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet, but I really like it. I'm giving mine a four out of five because it is a little too sweet. And my, my palate has ascended beyond that now with all the wine I've been oh. drinking. <laughs> Ooh. It's, it is good, though. Five out of five for me, as usual. I'm, I, I rated mine at the beginning of this conversation yeah you knew you were you knew right away so my ratings hasn't changed i give my wine five stars i don't know if i said that five five oh i don't know if you did either we just knew i mean i've talked about it multiple times i'm clearly a big fan of this wine I feel like this is the most chaotic recording for some reason. <laughs> We're just like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> has anyone been reading any other good books? Yes. <laughs> I've read several books so since our last meeting. <laughs> yes. Of course well, you I'm, did. I'm real excited about two books. Now, I actually read more than two that I really enjoyed i've read some good books lately but i want to mention two of them one is i think i mentioned it back when we did our ya book recently when we read um black boy white school Mm -hmm. um and my backup i don't remember if this was in our recording or if i just mentioned it off air but my backup choice was called the fifth season um which is like a dystopian future yeah, so I read the first one. It's a trilogy, and it was so good. Ooh, really? I Yes, I really liked it. It's by N.K. Jemison, and I have um, the second one. I'm on hold for it uh, from the library, so hmm. I can't wait to read it. It was really, really good. So anyone who likes sci-fi, fantasy, dystopian, future mm-hmm. sort of books, it kind of incorporates all that. I think Lauren would be mm-hmm. really on board. I don't know about the <laughs> others of you, but um, listeners out there, it was really, really good if you like that sort of thing. But the other one, and this is one that our listeners might be interested in, is I read The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. <gasps> oh! Which is like the giver of stars, if you remember. So what did you think? Okay, I loved it. It was great. I I gave it a four, and I gave the giver of stars a four. 
And basically, here's my assessment. I am by no means an expert, but I know there was questions on even maybe some of the passages being very similar. And reading this, the book Woman of Troublesome Creek, I didn't read it as, I don't know, a book club book, right, where I'm taking notes and stuff. So I just read it for fun. I didn't notice anything that sounded word for word like The Giver of Stars, but I could have generally missed something. I felt like while it was covering the same topic, so it had very similar um, aspects, you know, because it's talking about the Pack Horse Library and Mm -hmm. there's only so many places this happened in and it's so it's all the same sort of location and sort of story but the actual story of the book um was different enough that I didn't feel like it was the same um I mean obviously they could have gotten their idea from one another maybe but the story felt different obviously certain aspects were the same because well of course she falls in love with someone or you know like Mm -hmm. that but that happens in every story so to me it didn't feel like it was a recreation of the same book it felt like it was different because in this book the main character I don't know if you've heard of them but she's one of the people with blue skin that lives in the Appalachia um, region and there's like yeah, so this is a thing. There's like a family that they have this blood disorder that leaves their skin looking blue. And um, like for IRL? a long time. Yes, it's real. And so the main character in the story, she's blue. And so the whole story <laughs> is like relating about that aspect of her and how she's like an outcast because she's not white. Whoa. But she's not black. Hmm. And she, you know, it, it's kind of that. Now, were there similar aspects of, like, supporting characters and stuff? Absolutely. But I think that just comes with the story because there's only so many stories you can write about, you know, the Pack Horse Library and delivering books to people. So I guess that was long-winded. But I really liked it. I think it's worth reading. And it didn't feel like just an exact replica of The Giver of Stars. That took the most wild turn that I did not expect that story to take. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you guys might not agree with me. Maybe somebody would think that it's more similar if you were really paying attention. I'm sure there's more similarities. But I had to report on that because I read it and I really liked it. And I I really liked both of them were really good. I can't wait to read it. I finally read Am I Overthinking This by Michelle Rial. I've had it from Joe for a while, just waiting. Is that the picture book? Yeah, the one with all the graphics and the charts. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. Um, I haven't seen you in a while, Joe, but I'll give it back to you the next time I see you. And That's okay. I loved it. it Oh, yeah. I'll give it to you. Oh, yeah. We'll pass it to Lauren first. It was so good. I loved it. (laughs) Um, And then I also read Between Shades of Grey, which was my pick... For Ooh. when a long time ago, World War II whenever thing? that was, yeah, World War Two, and it was really, really good. Um, I oh, very well, much enjoyed it. Yeah, sad, nice. but good. Okay. Did you like it more or less than the Alice Network? Um, I rated it higher, Ooh. but it was a very mm. different. Like this was a very different mm. type of story. Like it was. Mm-hmm very sad so this followed a family that was imprisoned they were from lithuania and it basically followed their story of being 
captured by Soviet officers and imprisoned and having to work in labor camps. Um, it was really, really good. Just a completely different type of story, though, yeah. than the Alice Network. Hmm. I'm glad you liked yeah. it. I don't feel like I want to read it after just reading Firefly Lane, though. Right. You want put to <laughs> put some buffers in there. <laughs> um, so I've actually read kind of a lot of books since the last time we met because it was a while. I gave most of them a three. Like, I only had one four-star book out of, like, one, two, three, four, five, like, 11 that I read. What? Whoa! 11? Well, some of them are, like, <laughs> quick mean, thrillers, so it was, like, super fast. It hasn't been that long. It's, it's been, been, like, like six weeks. weeks. <laughs> 11 what, books? Wait, books. one, two... Three, Even four, I didn't five, read eleven six, books. Seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten. Wow. Yeah, it was eleven. Shit. But I feel yes. like some of them I started, like one I started before. Good for you. <laughs> That's awesome. See this? I t- I told you I get like into these obsessive modes where like either I just want to play video games for like three weeks straight or like I just want to read every single book I can get my hand on. And so I was reading kind of, like, I was trying to get a lot of, like, spoopy thrillers because it's getting, like, Halloween time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are still on hold with, like, Libby and the library, which kind of sucks. But I was reading some thrillers. Like, I read The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. Oh. I think, um, Lee, didn't you read The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware? Yeah. I saw you read that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read this one. This was fun. It was it was a little creepy. Um, and then I read The Silent Companions by Laura Purcell, which was also, like, a kind of a gothic-y horror. Um, I also just gave that a three, though. Like, it wasn't... I don't know if I'm expecting too much or, like, I wanted to be scared and I wasn't, like, as scared as I wanted to be. And then I also read A Stranger in the House by Sherry Lapina. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Sherry. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that was a twisty, turny I want to read I it. I liked it. Um, so I read a couple other ones, but one I gave a four star was The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. So I guess <gasps> I read two by Ruth Ware. That's been on my yes. list for so long. I haven't read that yet. I yeah, thought more of you too. guys read that. Just Joe. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I think it's it. just me. Yeah, I gave that a four. So that was like the one I, I liked too. the most out of all of them. I was kind of disappointed. Like, sometimes I feel like these quick page turners, as much as they're fun to read and like I enjoy seeing what's going to happen... They're not as, like, satisfying sometimes as, like, a book that takes a little longer to get through but has more, like, substance to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you making sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was getting kind of, like, let down that I was just reading these all, like, threes. But, I mean, they were all good. They were all fun. Um, just not the best, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Ruth Ware, I read The Turn of the Key, and I... Loved it. It was creepy, right? It was. I Well, I texted Lauren because I saw that she had read it on Goodreads. And I need you all to read it because there's, like, things I need to talk about. Okay. <laughs> but it was really good. Like, I got through it really quick. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted, like you said, I wanted something, like, spooky. Like, mm-hmm. thrillers are my favorite kind of books. Like, the page turners. And I haven't really been reading a lot of those lately. Mm-hmm. So... It definitely, like, fulfilled what I was looking for. I actually rated it a 5 out of 5, which I haven't 
given a book such a high rating lately. Mm. But I don't want to say too much, but there's just, like, things I really need to talk to you all about (laughs) the book. So I'm going to need you all to read it, and then maybe we could do, like, a happy hour episode. Yeah. Yeah. So the books I've been reading, to be honest, just with everything that's been going on with me just being super busy and this very long book, I, I read a lot of books in school to my students, and I've gone through three chapter books, so I feel like that's been my main focus, that and my the Firefly Lane book. Um, but I read Because of Winn-Dixie to them, and I read... I remember the, reading that. Yeah, I love that book. I read that book every year. I read that at the end of last school year, and then I read it in the beginning of this school year. Um, I read The One and Only Ivan to them, and I read Third Grade Angels. I liked them all. They were great. I don't think I've read any of those. Really? I definitely remember when Dixie from, like, grade school. I don't think I ever read it. The One and Only Ivan, Mm -hmm. they just came out with a Disney movie. And there's a sequel to it. There's a second one hmm. that they just came out with. The One and Only Ivan's a longer book. Probably looks a little bit... I have Wonder in front of me. It's probably thicker than this one. Okay, so are we ready to talk about next month's book pick? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So this yes. was my turn to pick the genre. And being that it's the middle of October, I went spooky theme. So, literally, this can be taken in lots of directions. So, it could be witchy, it could be thriller, mystery, horror, it could be even like a nonfiction book about something dark and whatever. (laughs) So, we just need to get into the spooky mindset, I think, before next time. Even though our next meeting Mm -hmm. won't be in October anymore, I'm planning on whatever we pick, I'm going to knock it out end of October and be in the mm-hmm. that yes. mindset so should I go first yes I yes. I have no idea what my book pick is right now I have like 10 on my <laughs> well, list Marie's now. going last so. <laughs> oh my gosh which one do you guys want to reread <laughs> it's, it's your, your, cho- your choice any of them <laughs> okay so I chose The Breakdown by B.A. Paris She's the author who wrote Behind Closed Doors. I read Behind Closed Doors by her, and I thought it was really good. It was kind of what Lauren was saying earlier about all the mysteries you've been reading, where it was like a really fast read, and I really enjoyed it. It was fun, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. there was like a little bit, you know, missing from it, I guess. So I don't know. This, Mm -hmm. This could be the same type of thing, but it's been so long since I've had the time to read a mystery that I don't care. I'll take any kind of mystery that's just like a page turner at this point. So it's a 3.9 star on Goodreads. And the description says, Cass is having a hard time since the night she saw the car in the woods on the winding rural road in the middle of a downpour with the woman sitting inside, the woman who was killed. She's been trying to put the crime out of her mind. What could she have done, really? It's a dangerous road to be on in the middle of a storm. Her husband would be furious if he knew she'd broken her promise not to take that shortcut home. And she probably would only have been hurt herself if she'd stopped. But since then, she's been forgetting every little thing. 
where she left the car, if she took her pills, the alarm code, why she ordered a pram when she doesn't have a baby. The only thing she can't forget is that woman, the woman she might have saved and the terrible nagging guilt, or the silent calls she's receiving, or the feeling that someone's watching her. Ooh. And I have four friends, four friends on Goodreads who have read this, and they two of them rated it a four, and two of them rated it a five. So, wow, I'm feeling wow. good about it. Well, that sounds really intriguing. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially the part about the silent phone calls. Like if someone called me and I didn't say anything, like fuck you, it's scary as hell. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I know. Okay. I had a really tough time deciding what to pick because I kept floating between like straight up horror and then like spooky thriller. And then some of the things I wanted to read were so new and then they were super expensive on Amazon and I didn't want to commit to that either. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Like I had one I really wanted to read, but it was like $26 on Amazon. I was like, oh, I mean, it's fine if someone picked it. Never even looked at that. But I ended up settling on this book that's been on my want to read for a while. It's called The Whisper Man by Alex North. Mm. Oh, I like the cover. It's spooky, right? Okay, so it has a 4.06 rating on Goodreads. It says, after the sudden death of his wife, Tom Kennedy believes a fresh start will help him and his young son, Jake, heal. A new beginning, a new house, a new town. Featherbank, but the town has a dark past. Twenty years ago, a serial killer abducted and murdered five residents. Until Frank Carter was finally caught, he was nicknamed the Whisper Man, for he would lure his victims out by whispering at their windows at night. Just as Tom and Jake settle into their new home, a young boy vanishes. His disappearance bears an unnerving resemblance to Frank Carter's crimes, reigniting old rumors that he prayed with an accomplice. Now detectives Amanda Beck and Pete Willis must find the boy before it is too late, even if that means Pete has to revisit his great foe in prison, the Whisper Man. And then Jake begins acting strangely. He hears a whispering at his window. Ooh. Dot, dot, dot. So spooky. That does sound spooky. Yeah. So that's my pick. Cool. I'm into it. I was hoping that, like, a thriller was going to be okay. Yeah. But it kind of oh, kept yeah. coming up on, like, horror lists, too. So That's what I've been looking up. So I picked one that was... Um, just published three days ago. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So sorry, because no. it might be expensive. It's okay. I, what is it? Okay, so I just, like, have been really overwhelmed lately. Like, I have a lot going on. And then I saw that The Skim had posted this book that was coming out on their Instagram. And they were like, it's spooky season. Like, if you like spooky books you should read this book that's coming out and so i was like okay done that's my pick i'm not doing any further research um so it is invisible girl by lisa jewel she also wrote then she was gone which i haven't read but i think joe yeah yep i almost (laughs) did i'm pretty sure i read (laughs) almost picked that one and then saw i have a book by her on my want to read the family i did read that she was gone (laughs) so it's rated a 4.07 4.07 and the description is owen picks life is falling apart in his 30s 
a virgin and living in his aunt's spare bedroom. He has just been suspended from his job as a geography teacher after accusations of sexual misconduct, which he strongly denies. Searching for professional advice online, he's inadvertently sucked into the dark world of incel, involuntary celibate forums, where he meets the charismatic, mysterious, and sinister Bryn. Across the street from Owen lives the Forrest family, headed by Mom Kate, a physiotherapist, and Dad Rowan, a child psychologist. They have a bad feeling about their neighbor Owen. He's creepy, and their teenage daughter swears he followed her home from the train station one night. Meanwhile, young Sapphire Maddox spent three years as a patient of Rowan Forrest. Feeling abandoned when therapy ends, she searches for other ways to maintain her connection with him. Blah, blah, blah. Then on Valentine's night, <laughs> she disappears, and the last person to see her alive is Owen Pick. Ooh. It's a mystery thriller. Perfect. It sounds interesting. I'm in. Okay, well, um, my pick, I also was going back and forth between a bunch. Um, I picked The Year of the Witching Ooh. by oh. Alexis Henderson. Wasn't that an old pick of ours? Maybe? No? No, that was Whitest for Witching, I think. I almost oh. picked that one again. Because I was looking at that one. I was thinking about this book, too. I saw that you had marked it as uh, Want to Read. So, um, and I wore my Sanderson sisters shirt, oh, my yeah, witch I shirt to today, that. just nice. to go with my theme. <laughs> I got witch, please. And because it's October. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> okay, so this one says, a young woman living in a rigid puritanical society discovers dark powers within herself. In the lands of Bethel, where the prophet's word is law, Emmanuel Moore's very existence is blasphemy. Her mother's union with an outsider of a different race casts her once proud family into disgrace. So Emmanuel does her best to worship the father, follow holy protocol, and lead a life of submission, devotion, and absolute conformity like all the other women in the settlement. But a mishap lures her into the forbidden dark wood surrounding Bethel, where the first prophet once chased and ki- chased and killed four powerful witches. Their spirits are still lurking there, and they bestow a gift on Emmanuel, the journal of her dead mother, who she's shocked to learn once sought sanctuary in the wood. Fascinated by the secrets in the diary, Emmanuel finds herself struggling to understand how her mother could have consorted with the witches. But when she begins to learn grim truths about the church and its history, she realizes the true threat to Bethel is its own darkness. And she starts to understand that if Bethel is to change, it must begin with her. Okay. So. I love it. <laughs> go ahead. The what were you going to say? The review that came up starts as saying, Handmaid's Tale meets Salem. I'm in. That sounds amazing. Right, it sounds like there's definitely some things that could be good for discussion in this book. Love it. Can I just do a side note that I got really excited for a second because I thought I found a book that I was like, I've never seen that cover before. None of them read it. There's no way. And I look and three of you have read it. I'm like, Which one? Which well, it's one? probably not me. The No, I think it is you. The what Woman in the Window. Oh, yes, I read that. Oh, that one's it's it's really, really good. 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 That's a, I looked at all my... your reviews. That's turning it's gonna into be a movie. movie. Yeah. But it got delayed um, what's her name? because of COVID. Amy Adams. It's been on my list because for, like, years. I love that it's one. It's a good you book. should definitely read it. That was good. Are we ready? Yes. Yep. I'm nervous. I'm excited. 
I'm excited. Okay, here we go. We're going. Oops, sorry, I moved my phone. It's the Whisper Man. Oh, it's mine. Oh, oh it's Lauren. It hasn't been mine in forever. Yay. I feel like. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I really want to read this. That one's been on my list for a while, I too. I hope it's not, like, too scary, because it sounds kind of intense. It sounds creepy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely fits the spooky vibe, so. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Woohoo! All right. Okay, well, uh, we recommend Firefly Lane and are maybe interested in the sequel, but definitely interested in the TV show when that comes out. And then join us next month for The Whisper Man, our spooky Ooh, book pick. <laughs> Bye. 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 Here's to another book club. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.